you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. The Around the NFL podcast will never die. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined in a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Hey, it's one of the best shows of the year. We're rolling out best shows of the year, one by one. Last episode, of course, was our Around the NFL in 63 Minutes Spectacular, which really went off blazingly well. 62 I guess 62 yeah I mean some some ill behavior by a technically minded person behind the glass got a little bit out of control but somebody got butt hurt about it who oh a Chiefs a Chiefs fan got all upset that they only got one minute on the team <laughs> only one per- yeah you should see it there's a lot of mixed reviews I, I think we had the best time ever yesterday, all of us, and that's what matters. I agree. I leadership. Most Ricky. of us did. The, there, there's a saying: "Don't let the bastards grind you down, Ricky." Yeah, I'm trying. As I've said to you, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone likes me. It's just you know one of those things. You just gotta. It's part of being a top-rate entertainer, which is where you're headed. I mean, you want that's some. De- you want some detractors, <laughs> yeah, or that, or that means time. that you're not saying anything that's you know controversial or. Different than anyone else. You want everyone to just bow down to you? No, not you at all. Look how many well, dads you I mean, have. Please. Yeah, I have so many dads. <laughs> there was an 80s sitcom called My Two Dads. Mm. Oh, you yeah. You do the, the spinoff, My, My Four, four dads. dads. And your real dad's like, uh, Erica? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> that was weird. Okay. So, yeah, great show. So we did around the NFL on Wednesday. Uh, today, go get my lunch. Yes, our annual prediction show. Well, let's go easy with that. If, 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 oh, boy. That's a bad one. That's a bad one. Um, go get my lunch, our annual season prediction show where we, we, you know, we, we take our minds and we comb them for different 
predictions, and then we put them to the test against the rest of the heroes. Mm. Hero on hero predictions with sandwiches on the line. Mm. So everyone has had a lot of time, really a whole summer, but more likely 12 hours to incubate and come up with some <laughs> ideas and some different pitches. Or like 20 more minutes. Yeah, I would say what, <laughs> the thought did cross my Why have I not been cooking these up for the past three or four months versus 45 minutes before the show? Yes, and our, our buddy uh, Nick Fortier of GoGetMyLunch.org has been tracking this for years now. So check that out if you want to see uh, what we've done historically uh, and what uh, once we make these predictions, he'll, he'll put it into his old database and it will be tracked uh, and then we'll circle back to it in January. Hmm. It's it's a lot like preseason football. It's like a competitive thing, but there's almost no repercussions on what happens since no sandwiches have <laughs> yeah. been actually changing hands lately. It Although changes actually, I brought in, some, brought in some burritos last uh, March, I believe. I brought in Doritos. Burritos. I did I'll not because it this way. I absolutely Mark didn't want I wiped one. you guys out last year there so so hard that I was not paying out sandwiches to anybody. Um, all right, we'll we'll check in we'll check into that because we have the all time standings as well, Mark. Uh, but before we do that, big <laughs> no, announcement. No need, no need for that. <laughs> big announcement. Huge announcement, in fact. Hit it, Ricky. The heroes are going back to London. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The week of. October 8th, we will be in London all week through the weekend, uh, and we will be covering with Sky Sports the Panthers versus Bucks matchup on Sunday, October 13th at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Very excited about that. And uh, just like last year, we want to do more than just cover a game. We want to connect with all our awesome fans in the UK, both in England and the surrounding territories. Not all owned by England. Not at all. Make that very clear. No, now the we're Irish listeners will get all fired now. up. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, we're really pumped up about it. This, and this trip has be been great. great for Dan's European historical knowledge. <laughs> it's going to keep growing. <laughs> Through the roof. Through the roof. And, uh, yeah, so Panthers Bucks, we're going to be there working with Neil uh, Reynolds and the Sky Sports people. That's excited. We also, last year, we did a live show. We don't have anything uh, ironed out yet, but we'd love to do obviously another live show or two. I mean, we're doing if we're doing something. If, if it doesn't happen, then the shadowy league feel, figures have failed because that's part of the whole idea of why they want to send us there. We just got to. Rosenthal turns up the heat. Well, just <laughs> put, put it there. It's gonna happen. We're gonna we're gonna have some. We'll do everything we'll in our power to make sure there's another live show. How much power do we have? Eh, everything not a lot. we got in over there but and i know there's probably listeners out there in you know berlin or rochester milwaukee wherever who's like how come you don't come to us well all right support us to the point where we start getting like extra jobs like sky sports and that the audience just comes out in full force like they do in uk if you support us that aggressively like we'll go anywhere. you're asking for a, you know? a, a rochester local television yes. station to ask <laughs> us for a weekly opinion by the way one one side note to this dan did mention that you know, a lot of times the the fans over in London and UK can we meet with you uh, and get to, can we please can you set time aside to have a beer or dinner? Dan offered to meet one on one with people. He's yes. not he doesn't want to do the group thing. He wants to do the one on one. So hit him up on the DM. You can if you can't reach him on Twitter, you can get through his DMs on Instagram. That option is open. Oh, only yeah, reach only, out, please, only fifty dollars per person. It's like cameo, <laughs> but you know for beers with dignity. Um, you know. 
I want to thank, and we want to thank uh, all the people here, by the way, Meredith and Mark Brady and Hank and Sarah, my boss, and Marvel, and of course, all the good folks over at the NFL UK office who um, oh, yeah. they're really in, they're in stepped up thank you. And, and, and made this happen. So we're really excited to go back to London for another year. Wait, and- did you mention Henry Hodgson there? Yes. Oh, okay. Hank. Got Hank. Twice. I, I missed it. You think Hank would squash me under his thumb? If I know. I but I was, not a bad I, idea to mention Henry sure. twice. Yeah. So good job by Greg. Also Henry Hodgson, <laughs> Vice President of International. <laughs> Sorry. He's handsome. He's Sorry. tall. He's got nice hair. All right. So well. that's awesome. We're excited about it. And uh, it's a testament to you guys, the listeners. Let's now. And to us. Sure. But I'm just trying to spin it outward, Mark. Just for a moment. I like to point it back to us. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So today's episode, yeah, it's special like that. It's all about 2019 season predictions. Hopefully there's a Chiefs one in there, and then that will kind of make up for the fiasco of Wednesday's <laughs> episode. But um, I don't have any. Uh, so leaning on you guys. Uh, let's get into it. We're going to go around the horn a few times. Uh, with predictions, and then each hero has the opportunity to either say, I agree with you on that prediction. That is going to happen. It's a sandwich prop that I get behind, so I do not challenge you. Or you say, no, you're wrong. You're out of your head. I'll take you up. I'll take you up on your sandwich, and then we have a competition. And like I said, go getmylunch.org. Nick Fortier, hero of heroes, tracks all of this. And uh, we have a few. There's a couple of things. A little more housekeeping here. <laughs> We As the off-season rolls on, Wes, as you know, sandwich pops, they pop up oh, yeah. over the course of the off-season. So it's kind of a little uh, pre-go-get-my-lunch episode. And this year, the old Zeuser is involved with two. Um, I have no recollection of Neither do I, so I'm that's why Nick is great. I'm guessing you won both of these, or else you wouldn't be bringing it up? No, they haven't happened yet. Oh, okay. But they come up as uh, challenges during this process. Um, I have... Me and Mark have Jets-Browns week two. Okay. Obviously, you know who's rooting for whom there, and there's a sandwich on the line there. I don't know. Your psychological warfare with each other may have reached <laughs> the point where you're actually That's rooting for another absolutely a fair it's comment. just two men us. like killing each other on the battlefield <laughs> with bayonets with like simultaneous stabs to the gut. Uh, and then I have two sandwiches on the line uh, with Mark and Wes that Gronk is playing for the Patriots by December. Oh, I, I think that, that one's pretty interesting. I don't think I would make the same prop again. I, I bet it, I bet that he would not. Yes. See, I I I'm I'm on that, but I I'm on your side now, Dan. I think he will. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd like to be in your seat on that one. Hmm. Good job I'll, by you. If you we'll want, see. if you just want to all just change it up right now, I'll take that and I'll say he won't. Such a Greg. And then comment. three, because I, I I don't think he's playing. No, I think Dan got us. If at anything, the, Dan got us at an Did anyone time, see him so crying I, and mentioning that he couldn't sleep for two months? I don't see Maurice Harris 550 yards on no, that. We that was not a sandwich. That was a friendly, <laughs> friendly discussion. If you feel friendly. so strongly about this, how come you didn't take me up on the sandwich earlier in the offseason? The reason I feel strongly is because of his press conference this week. I think Greg wasn't there that day. That might have been it. Mm. Um, um, yeah, no, he he was emotional, and that was a little jarring, quite frankly, to see Gronk like that. But also, he's also made comments about with the door being open, he's going to get the bug. It's basically what he said. If I get the bug, I'll play. I don't have the bug right now. I, that didn't make me feel less confident him crying. I, I got to be honest with you. Uh, just the the arduous physical toll that his body has taken. He has the back of, you know, like a 65-year-old man. And he basically couldn't live his life for five or six months. So I just think it, it'll be a high bar for him to come in. TBD. All right. 
Now, the way we get into this customarily is with a open prop, right? It's a, it's a community. It's a global prop. Uh, and this year we asked Chris Wessling to come up what the global prop was to get us going. So what is it, Wes? This year it is which week will Danny Dimes take the reins? Danny Dimes. Eli Manning. Mm. Ushering in a new era in New York football giants history. Yeah, one where I think this podcast will be um, more generous and and uh, excited about these giants, except for Dan, <laughs> who, who loves Eli. Uh, I'm going to go first just because um, I, I want to. I mean, oh, it's going to be so great if the Giants are good this year and and Danny Dimes is good. They have a. Pretty, I'm gonna. I am going to do somersaults. Pretty forgiving year. September schedule, which helps to uh, inform my choice. But let's be honest, this is mostly just because I'm. Uh, a troll who's small and petty. And it's going to be week seven after the Patriots take him down in week six. His last start of his career is against the Patriots mm. with an L. How delicious would that be? You wouldn't, know, wouldn't get him back, but I it would just be say this, fun, of course. Because I heard you kind of mumble this on the last episode. The, the idea that this would somehow make up for the it wouldn't. It wouldn't. <laughs> Super Bowl losses. It wouldn't. It would just, that's, this is the small and petty thing that it just would be, okay. It's the smallest, most petty thing you've ever said on this show. Honestly, it just oh, would be, and there's on. and there's Please. some competition there. <laughs> Please, uh, it would just be fun. It would just be fun to see to end Eli's career because he ended the undefeated season in 2007, and then of course four years later beat Belichick again. Yeah, who can forget that Rock'em Sock'em 17 points and 11 drives performance? Oh, One of the yeah. great offensive efforts in NFL history. <laughs> Let it go. All, besides all Giants fans, <laughs> I'm just saying it wasn't an and offensive fire show there. He wasn't no. exactly Nick Foles. I will tell you. I will say this. As, as you know, somehow I became Eli's biggest fan because of oh, yeah. the damn podcast, which has never been the fact, but someone had to step in and give the other side of the story. In that 17-14 Super Bowl win, yeah. uh, he could have turned the ball over four times on that last drive before the um, the helmet catch and the Plaxico oh, yeah. play. If you rewatch that drive, and I recently Yeah, Sante Samuel dropped the ball. I mean, the, the, game, the game's six, over. Six. And there's at least two other plays, including a near fumble where you got to give him credit for holding on to the ball. And, of course, the helmet catch. Um if you've ever, if you're interested in NFL history, because I do revisit that game for that reason alone, it's such a historic moment in the league's history. The whole thing, everything around it, how history could have easily changed like four different times on that drive. It's true. I mean, the helmet catch, the second most, you know, I would say notable play in Super Bowl history. <laughs> what would be number one? I mean, anyone who watches football would know the answer to that. Ghost. Move on. Mm. I, I don't know. You probably shouldn't make it more clear. For well, I'm not referring to Eli Manning to Mario Manningham, although that was an excellent performance in itself that seems to get forgotten by an- Eli haters. So, All right, let's get back on track here. I'm with you, by the way, and uh, I have it right here. Just because it makes sense. What? Yeah, it does. Do that. That's why I went first. <laughs> have some dignity. Well, well what do you mean? No, I just... have it written down. I'm not going to change it just because you have it. So but it's for totally different block. reasons. Okay. Uh, it's because, I, as I said on Wednesday's show, I, I thought this was maybe going to be something around the end of October where the, it, the torch gets passed. Danny Dimes is great. August makes it, the schedule move up. But I still think the Giants as an organization are going to do – um, are going to be a little um, patient on this, and they're going to wait. So if, if they wait until week seven, which is, uh, what is that, um, mid early October, mid-October at that point, uh, they have the Thursday night game against the Patriots. So they have the essentially a half a bye, and then they have, I believe, a home game against a not a great team, the Cardinals, in week seven. Um, 
and that makes a lot of sense. None of it. Your reasons are more emotional. I'm just saying you're coming from this a logic base to me. A football man. You're a football man. As I pointed out before the show, it's all there, and it, it all checks out. That, but that, that I think it makes sense, right, from that standpoint as well. It does that franchise has the patience of Job? <laughs> they do. Uh, I've got week five after back-to-back losses against beatable teams, the Buccaneers and Redskins. They have no choice but to send Eli to the bench. Mm. Something that should have happened about two and a half years ago. But, you know, never too late. I'm doing that thing in prices, right, where you bet wicked low, where you think that everyone else went over. Because I believe this, too. Because I think this is going to be a jarring, stunning intro to the season. Week one relief against the Cowboys. Week two start. Mm. It's happened before. It's not crazy. It's Help. not crazy. And Remember Brian Hoyer got replaced at halftime of the season opener. These things can happen a lot quicker than... They appear to some. Charlie Fry was the week one starter. Didn't even make the roster for week two. Yeah, I would say that Cleveland's ties to Charlie Fry were a little different than New York's to Eli Manning, but fair point. I mean, when they traded him to Seattle, the NFL shook. The, there, this is the this is how it would play out. The Giants are down 28-3 late in the third quarter at Big D. They're not moving the ball. Eli looks confused and has thrown two interceptions, lost the fumble. They put in Danny Dimes, who leads them on two kind of meaningless drives. That's get 10 or 14 oh. points, and then the real controversy begins. <laughs> if, I still think oh, you've, got, you've got every pick. borough of New York screaming see, at you. If, if you're you, going you know. strategy, see, if I'm a Giants fan, I'm going crazy right now because, to me, you could have gone really late. They have such an easy schedule. Relative, They have a pretty forgiving schedule, and you mentioned some of the teams they play. It's pretty easy to see them being 3-3, three and three and it just, just kind of going you're, out. But I'm, I'm you're living guy. in a world where Eli is still good, though, with that theory. A lot of people say he played really well in the second half last year. I'm sorry. Not well, everybody's with you this on this. This is what happens with washed-up quarterbacks when the season no longer matters, when the game no longer matters, is when they can suddenly move the ball. Mm. All right. Let's now move into the predictions phase. Uh, Mark, why don't you get us going, buddy? Okay, here we go. With the trade deadline passed, John Gruden and the banged-up running back needy Raiders will shock football historians by dialing up a former arch enemy of Al Davis for help, successfully pulling Marcus Allen out of retirement to eight. Just kidding. Okay, here's my real one. Last year, this part-time but electric player accounted for two regular season touchdowns. I am predicting a larger role for one of my favorite characters league-wide, Taysom Hill, who will account for seven Saints regular season touchdowns in 2019. Seven? I'm not saying it's the sexiest prop bet of all time, but I look seven. at this player and I think his role at is going to... At least seven. At, at least seven. Could be right. Not, well, not, you're right. Fair. You not said se- exactly seven. Not seven on the nose. Seven or more. This okay. is important. The, seven or more regular season touchdowns. Here. And I think this comes through. I'm not... This is this is off the bet, but he's. it's going to be it, a little know, bit through the air, too. These are just sandwiches. Off the prop. A little bit through the air, too. I think they're going to find a way to incorporate him to a juicy degree, and he's going to be very successful. You know why I'm taking you up on this? And I talked about Hill a couple weeks ago and, and how great he looks, and you wonder if Peyton is going to be tempted, uh, and you wonder if that would cause some consternation for Drew Brees, who is the man there. Uh, <clears throat> but this is a classic getting sucked in a little bit by the preseason, and then in October when Hill has you know 23 touches, uh, it'll be like, ah, uh, that week two preseason performance got me. So I like where your head's at. I just don't think he's going to sniff seven touchdowns. That hurts because this is probably the most logical uh, 
terraferma-based prop that I've come up with. <laughs> terraferma. I'll, uh, I'll take you up on that. I don't think it's crazy. They did use him in the red zone quite a bit. Uh, they used him near the goal line quite a bit a year ago. I think that could increase this year. I think he could throw more this year. I would maybe put the number, you know, if I, if you're setting it, around four and a half or five. So I think it's fair, but I'm going to go under, which means I'm taking you up. Well, philosophically, I don't like to do any props in which I have to root against myself. And mm. I not only envision Taysom Hill throwing seven or more or scoring seven or more touchdowns, I want him to because that makes it more fun. So I'm on your side, Mark. All right. Uh, who has more touchdowns for the Saints, Taysom Hill or Latavius Murray? Oh, I'd go Hill. Well... That's a I know. I, I think Murray, just because Murray's going to have every game chances in the red zone, don't you think? He should. I think. I don't. Th- I don't I'm not saying Murray's going to go. is one of the best running backs. I, and one of I the know. Best I know. Backs. You know what I hear? I hear all the stuff. It's like stop giving any credit to Latavius Murray. He's. And I get it, but I just saying seven touchdowns over the course That's of fair. sixteen games is not crazy. He's for Latavius the, he, Murray. He's not as good as Mark Ingram, but I imagine Peyton's going to use him in a somewhat similar manner in the red zone. I think job security is the wild card in that picture. We just don't know if Latavius Murray will keep that same role for sixteen games. All right. So two sandwiches on the line, Wes. I. I think, listen, I I don't want to get in, in someone else's head or, or do someone else's laundry. You know what I'm saying? But I think you let your pride get in the way there of a sandwich. No, it's just a fill. It's it's one of my philosophies of life. I'm not a big gambler. And one of the reasons I... Could, We're not gambling here, though. Well, either way, but you never go against what you want to happen or else that's a quality of life. I am not offended by you not taking it up. I see where you're coming from. And, oh, I see where he's coming yeah. from. And I also anticipated happening, so... Well, Why would I go against that? All right. Okay. Wes, you're up. Uh, nobody knows what Todd Gurley's going to do this year. The Rams don't even know. I say he outproduces each of Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, and we're going to use standard scoring fantasy points mm. as a measure so it incorporates both yards and touchdowns. Uh, do you get points per reception? No. No, that's nonsense anyway. So no. we're at gonna- this point, that's almost standard. So to be clear, non-PPR fantasy points. No idea what you're talking about. I know it's tricky because now I have to. <laughs> Mark's like, got to head to the corner now. I know. I know. It's, it's like basically I, yards and touchdowns. I should have brought my computer up here, uh, just you know, because I'm wondering like a, even a normal Antonio Brown year versus a fantasy yeah. prop. I like it. That's juicy. Wait, Bell or either either Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown. Either right. or, not both. Each of them. Both, Both of them. Both. Mm. But not right. got to outpoint him. Yes. He's got to outpoint him. You know, he's got a huge edge on Antonio Brown coming out of the gate because uh, he catches passes and runs. Uh, I mean, just statistically, the odds are a running back is going to score more than, than a receiver, even the good ones. It's just the odds are. Uh, Although so, I think Brown is being drafted ahead of Gurley in most leagues. Sure, but that's for... Many different factors. I mean, quarterbacks score more points than those guys, too. So then it comes down to Bell. I'm going to take you up on it, but I don't feel great about it. I think this is a good prop. You did reel me in, but I think it's pretty close to 50-50. Yes. I'll give, I'm going to give Bell a little bit of an edge because I don't know if that's what I'm rooting for, but that's what I expect to happen. I love watching Anton, uh, Le'Veon Bell. I think he's going to have a good season. It's a good one. By the way, I have Madden 20 and Le'Veon Bell. A lot of fun to play on Madden 20. Whenever you can get good players on your your favorite t- team in real life, that's a, that's an aside. Um, if Bell stays healthy, big if because he's never really stayed healthy um, or not often in his career. But if he does, 
and he plays a similar amount of games or the same amount of games as Gurley, I think he's going to out-touch him by like 80 touches potentially. Really? Hmm. He's. I mean, I think they're going to be smart with Gurley. And I think Bell's going to be – they're going to pound the ball into Bell while they have him for two years, I think, the Jets. Um, so I'm going to say that I feel confident about Bell uh, – I also want it to happen. So, yes, I will take you up on it. Antonio Brown is a bit of a wild card to me for a lot of reasons. And to Gruden. Uh, and to Gruden and to himself. Uh, but uh, that could happen as well. But I, I like Bell's usage leading to more fantasy. It's a savvy, it was a savvy savvy one here because you picked one guy on a great offense and two guys on who knows how those offenses. Also, a guy, the bricklayer of Roto World, one of the bricklayers, that's just smart, Wes. I mean, we're in your territory right now. And I feel I don't feel comfortable going against you on this, but I feel like I got to do it's it. It's a total 50-50 shot, right? You no one knows what Gurley is this year. I'll take you up because I, for when it, and it's because of Bell because I, I look around the rest of that Jets offense and I think there's some good receivers there and and I guess I could fall into the idea that Ty Montgomery is going to have this role which I think probably withers up to some degree by week three or week four when they just give Lev Bell the ball 150 times a game. We're on your I, corner. I'm going with Bell. I think he's going to he's going to out too because I also think Gurley's the kind of guy that if they get into a situation like last year, such a wild card, they could rest him a game or two. He could be if they're if they're 12 wins rolling into January. You don't need to play him on some of these games, maybe if they've got it in control. So I'm going. I'm going. Taking you up. All right. Um. Okay. Three sandwiches there. All right. I'm gonna throw some cold water on that juicy sound drop. I'm gonna throw some cold water on everybody's up in their feelings about the cults right now. So I'm gonna take advantage of that. <laughs> You guys are all emotional, and as like a tactician, clinically minded, I am going to earn sandwiches now. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Pre- I know how to counter this effort, by the way. Um, Don't take him up on it. The great know. tactician. <laughs> Here we go. You ready? Spelling out his plan before announcing his bet. Great. No, I'm daring you not to. Well, I mean, uh, I'm daring you to get out of your feelings. You want cold water? I'll give you some cold water. Ooh. Anytime. All right, what? Okay, here we go. You guys are all about Jake Brisket and Jacoby Brissett and... I mean, Wes is decidedly not. And Frank... And Frank Reich's like, we will rally around Jacoby Brissett. And then you're reading these takes. Well, actually, Jake Brisket's the greatest leader since Abraham Lincoln and all this stuff. And it's like, I'm sure he's a great guy. Like, I'm sure he is. I'm sure that he's respected in that locker room, you know? That's not my problem with him. I just General don't know. Patton. I don't know if the guy can play. And, and I'm sure, you know, he's a backup quarterback, I think. And if things don't work out, you're going to need another person to turn to. And you know who they have in there and what got completely wiped out by Andrew Luck and the drama is that Chad Kelly. Oh, yeah. Swag Kelly played out of his mind against the Bears. This is preseason football. And let me Come tell on. you something. Let me tell you something. Swag Kelly had beaten out Paxton Lynch before uh, uh, with the Broncos and had a little promise. This is the nephew of Jim Kelly. This guy's got some lineage to him. He's a knucklehead. He's hey, a major knucklehead. If, if beating out Paxton Lynch doesn't show you're a great quarterback, <laughs> like Ryan Griffin in Tampa, then it's, who knows? It's not, it's not just the Paxton Lynch, the skills. It's John Elway saying, I got to eat the dirt on this one. I need Chad Kelly in my rider. life more often. <laughs> 
So you got Swag Kelly, who's a knucklehead. There's no way around it. He got kicked off his college team. He got arrested for going to Von Miller's Halloween party and then rumbling into someone's house and chilling on the couch. Guy B style. Who hasn't been there before? Uh, everything you hear about Chad Kelly is that his head's not screwed on straight, but he got another chance with the Colts. I think I'll take you up on this. He, he can <laughs> sling it. He can run. And you know what? When Jake Brisket's not moving this team uh, and, they're, and they're three games under 500. Kelly is going to start at least four games for this team. Four! I thought you were going to go more than Brissett, which was, gonna... was even spicier. But So I... that's, your, that's the actual terms of the prop. Chad Swag Kelly will start at least four games for the Colts. I want to tell you one thing, and you know that I've been a Chad Kelly guy going back uh, quite some years. <laughs> I actually didn't, but I, I believe on, on this yeah. show, it's, yeah. does anyone else? Yeah, last that, pre- has, been, was, has that been C-3PO memory wiped from everyone uh, else? No, I remember. It was, it was last preseason. It's not some years, but yes, I remember. <laughs> well, you enjoy. You called him like a robot, you know, ready to destroy the, the world. Or Chad something. Kelly, part, I understand that you, you, can, you can say that he's, he's not got his head on straight, but I will say this, as he knew before the world did, that they, their quarterback was in an elegant, uh, noble fashion walking away from football. Chad Kelly knew that. And what does he do? How does he respond on the field? He goes 16 for 21 against the Chicago's Bears defense for 209 yards and a touchdown and a pick, a pick that should not have been called no. a pick. It should've bounced a off a player and lands in the hands of someone else. Should have been a fumble. Statistically incorrect. <laughs> Dan and I saw it. Talk so about Dan, getting carried away with the preseason. He's playing the Bears' third straight. Shut up in a fumble, Greg. I don't Greg. care. He was playing a Dan stout Kelly Chicago defense. fun to watch. You know that I'm fumble, that interception ruled a fumble, or fumble ruled an interception cost him 43 points of his passer rating that game? I, that, and so, but, Dan, I, will, I think that you are right because oh his power is going to rise up. This is why but you're— for, for the spirit of the game, I'm going to take you up okay. just to take you up. But I will say this. Oh, I think you are on, on to something. Down the middle, Sessler. You're not allowed to do that. You either agree or don't. And- All right, then I won't take you up. Forget it. <laughs> that, re- that interaction right there is why Mark's in last place. <laughs> oh, there's many other reasons. Uh, I am excited to take you up on this. I would be happy to take you up on this, even if I didn't think Chad Kelly would be All there. All up in your feelings about the 13-3 and three Colts. Uh, here, here's why. I don't even think he's going to be their backup quarterback. I think they're going to trade or have a backup quarterback in place. That will be with, bad for me. Within two weeks. He's suspended to start the year. Yes. Uh, I don't need him for the first two weeks. Though. No, you don't. Right, but what if you have to have someone in place. I, I they just, just need him around October 20th. Yeah. Wait a minute. I am taking you up on this. I'm not falling for that. This is <laughs> no, it's, stupid. It's too late. Uh, no, it is not. 48, uh, Fortier, take him. But even if they bus. don't trade for someone, you know, Hoyer or whoever it is, even if they don't, I feel good that that Brissette gets to you know Kelly or whatever it is so I'll take you up Mark you're gonna kill yourself when this guy's the starter for half the season because he's fun to watch all right I'm not taking you up how about that (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with you because I think you're on to something like you hit a little psychic little psychic line here Dan I think and you I think you did you don't even eat sandwiches so right who exactly what's the cost ultimately no but I think you might be right Dan I do all right we're locking you in Mark okay all right Chad Kelly and Matt Barkley are better than some some quarterbacks who are like guaranteed three or four million dollars every year to be a high end backup. I would love to see more of each of those guys. But I, I thought it would be bold to say Chad Kelly starts one game. I can't go. I can't meet you at four. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you take me on it. Yes, I'm taking. All right. That. Two sandwiches. Greg, you're up. Mm. This is too similar to Wes's, but I, that's why I want to just jump in and do it quickly. 
Uh, I'm going to have Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings gaining more yards from scrimmage than the following players. Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, and Christian McCaffrey. I'll take you on that. He has to go. He has to beat all of them. He has to beat all. Wait, can you can you roll you that, that those terms out again? I wasn't not paying attention at all. Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, and Todd Gurley. And who's the first person though? Dalvin Cook is oh. the one who's gonna be uh, running wild. Oh, I'll take you. Why are you on shaking that? your head? Absolutely. I not. just you know it's going big. Something rubs me the wrong way about your your disrespect for Christian McCaffrey. Because you, you, do, you pointedly don't include Alvin Kamara in this. McCaffrey is essentially the same producer as... I thought about Kamar- Kamara. Kamara is a better player. I thought about Kamara, but I, I just like... I want to root for him to go crazy. So that goes with that. And uh, I wanted to have some fire here. Let's have some big names. Who are the biggest names I could think uh, of that running back? Chad Swag Kelly? <laughs> I just was like, uh, who can I? Who can be the star? The superstars pick three superstars and reel in some sandwiches. I like what you did. I'm oh, it's taking great. You up. It's ballsy. I like that. You, okay, you hung onions there. You could have. That could have been your certified onion hang. It might have. It was maybe going to be, but for some reason, since it was so similar to Wes's, I just wanted to put it out there. Now. Honestly, if you would have said two out of the three guys, I would have taken you. Up. Sure, but you said all three. But I'm, I, I believe it. Let's and why? Why is Dalvin Cook to you going to be? Entering the superstar club. Well, we we did talk about it um, on the last show. How me and you, Dan, like the Vikings' offense a yeah. lot. I just think a, an extra year away from that torn ACL, perfect offense, a team that's going to you know move the ball up and down the field, that's going to give him the ball. I just like everything about him. I think he he has a decent chance to lead the league in in yards. Wes, if Dalvin Cook leads the league in yards or close to it, the Vikings are going to have the number one offense in the NFL. <laughs> number one. <laughs> Don't count them out. I think Vikings fans would be happy with top five offense. Oh, they'd be thrilled. Who top eight. <laughs> top eight? I would hmm, – this is almost a prop, but it won't be. All right, let's go through it um, a second time. Mark. All right, I predict we will see something in the National Football League that has not happened since 2002. 2002, a key year in American history when the Miss World pageant caused riots in Nigeria – when Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped from her family's home in Salt Lake City. That wasn't right. A year when Avril Lavigne's Complicated and Shakira's Whenever, Wherever rocked the dance halls. <laughs> and a year that saw Chris Wessling pack the Cineplex nine separate times to drink in the surprise cinema hit, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> That's surprising. You're a, you are I a romantic. That, I, saw, I am a romantic, but I just saw that for the first time like a month ago. Don't lie. And? And a year. A delightful little rom-com. <laughs> Very nice. Don't act like you've not seen it before. Got the job done for an hour and 45 minutes or whatnot. And it has John Corbett from Northern Exposure, which is the greatest TV show of all time. All right. I'm sorry. Most importantly, (laughs) in 2002. Lakeisha got you, man. The last time that the Cleveland Browns and New York Jets both carved out winning records. Oh, okay. Here we are 17 Mm. years later. Innocence gone. It is a rougher time. But the Jets and Browns will respond by re- repeating history once again. Nine or more wins for both the Browns and Jets. Who's in? So eight, seven, and one doesn't cut it. That doesn't work this time. Okay, I'm just saying. And you know, you said winning records and then nine. Nine wins. Want to make Regular sure season, nine wins. I want to be clear. I okay. purposely held back because I knew you were going to have a Jets-Browns one coming, and I was <laughs> curious how close it would be to mine. This is a kinder one to you, I feel. Well, mine is, mine's a little bit more ambitious, uh, but we're, we're going with yours. But mine was that they combined for 20-plus wins. And mm. that was going to put to bed all the 
um, psychological warfare speculation mm. because I want both teams to be good this year. Look at the olive branches. This is that, even the- that psychological warfare. <laughs> I mean, like you wouldn't want the Jets to have 12 and them to have eight or whatever. I mean, give me Jets a Jets aren't going to win 12 games. But, <laughs> but uh, I think nine, oh, nine is a nice place for both of them to begin this so you're season. Sa- okay, so they, win, they both win at least nine. Was that yeah. what it was? Yeah, it's because, funny because I I would probably I'm going to take you up on it just because I try to be as Dan you know uh, exhibited earlier coldly analytical strategic clinical and not, clinical not and I kind of do think they're both going to have winning records but I think just the the yes stats would odds are with you the the, the odds would be with going going against uh, the Jets especially would probably be the over under around eight. You know, eight, eight and a half. And so could could one of them go eight and eight? Sure, I'm going to take it. Yep. <laughs> Something could go wrong. All you need is one injury, you know, and, and then you win. I just realized the real psychological warfare move now is to take you up on this. <laughs> 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 but I won't. As an act of good faith, I will not take you up on this because I don't want to root for one of these teams not to do well. I will. I mean, I don't think... I. If you did in reverse, I think I would take you up, uh, probably for where Greg's coming from, that <laughs> something's going to go wrong. <laughs> I don't even know what all this means Something's going to go wrong, but... but uh, you and know, they play each other, so one of the teams is already 0-1. <laughs> well, That's a huge issue. Or one of them is going to be 1-1 one one or 0-2. They're not both going 16-0, you know? we've confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> one team is going to have a thinner line to work with. Even with the presence of Greg Williams, I think this is the most positive I've felt about the Jets since we've started this podcast. For sure. Me too. I definitely can sense that Me in too. this room. Um, but I, I think that's a big ask to get the nine wins from where they've been, especially with that defense and how shallow it is. So I'm going to go. I'm gonna take Mark up on this. I, I am because I think there's almost as good a chance of the Browns going eight and eight. Not, I mean, maybe yeah. not almost, but there is a chance. Like, that's a significant... Uh, you know, part of the equation here that something goes wrong there, and actually the Jets are the ones that 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 do their end of the bargain, but the Browns aren't. It's is possible. There, is there any angle, Mark, with a tweak on this where they help each other no, out? No more tweaks. And there's they just need to get to um, 18 wins as a as a group, so one can a 10 can carry an eight. That's teamwork. No, because okay. because if one of them is going. Quick no, because that down. means that means one of them is could could be a bit of a tire fire. And, and the spirit of this is, is I'm saying proficient. something has not okay. happened since 2002. Gotcha. And honestly, the only way that you and I can come out of this season without a lot of thorny arguments and hurt feelings is both teams <laughs> succeeding to some degree. Okay. Not one helping the it's other. It's a marathon, please. not a sprint, guys. Let's not all freak out if someone's two and two. You know, this or one and five. All right. All right, we got that settled. Um, Wes and Greg take Mark up on it. I stay away. Wes, you're up. Our guy, Al Riveron, an alpha dog who cuts through all of the nonsense. Vice president of officiating at NFL. And gets right to the point and doesn't suffer fools. Will not survive this incredibly (laughs) short-sighted pass interference replay review. Whoa. I don't even think it was his plan. I know. It was it's just, just going to lead it's upon just lead to To be clear, you be you believe he will lose his job not perish, you know, from this right. earth. Yes, lose his job. Oh, that's good. I think that okay, this I'm is going to sure be screenshot season. Well, when when's like the end date for this? Uh Super Bowl. Before Super Bowl. After the by the end of the Super Bowl he gone. 
Here's what you have going for you. It feels kind of like... Um, I mean, I'm definitely not Rudy against Al. I like Al, so I'm taking you up on this. I, 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 don't, think think, like, I don't think it would same. happen either. It's sort of like the White House spokesman where you, you've you got about two years in this role and then you get burnt up and someone else comes in and takes the, the thing. It may I'm be not his, saying he's going to get It could fired. be his own decision that he could walk oh, wait, away from it. What are you too. saying? I'm then? saying he, he will not be in that position. It could be his decision too. By February 3rd. Yes. Or wherever, whenever by the end of this. By the the end of the Super Bowl. I'm going to say what well, I'm definitely taking you up on it, and I think on a on a straight just mechanic level, I think it's a home run sandwich pickup in that they wouldn't announce and he wouldn't announce his departure until after Super Bowl. It yeah, I think you need to go deeper into the offseason. February or March, I think it, maybe there could be reports that that would happen, but or I don't think it would actually happen on Black Monday. I don't think that's how it would work, but maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Maybe you're right, but I think it's uh, I think it's Black slab, the league office is like we need to own Black I Monday more as a you know, we need to put our footprint on Black Monday. Hey, this could be foolish. Then again, I don't I don't December like this. 12th, it's you almost like you're here. rooting for uh, chaos and and people to get upset with this rule. It's not even that I'm rooting that. for it. It's going to happen. Mm. I'm going to take you up on this because I think that he's a little bit more of an alpha dog, as you say, than the last person that took that office and didn't last. You refer, of course, to Dino Blandino. The sweatshirt, sweatpants wearing Dino Blandino. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Riveron. I mean, uh, I've, Blandino, seen but Dino, Blandino, I've seen Blandino. I've seen jumped out of that and he's landed on his feet. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, Dean, uh, would you like to have a, a far easier job for way more money? Oh, everyone would say no. You Why know? wouldn't Al Riveron take that if it was available who says, to him? Who says that's being offered? I'm just saying. That's, they don't that's have part a, of the I think, are not I just think Riveron could take out eight men in an alley if he needed to. I don't think he's too scared about people coming at him on Twitter necessarily. <laughs> it could get hot, though. He may decide think, this is not good for me. I think the thing that would most annoy Dean Blandino about this conversation is All of it. you say that he wears sweatpants and a sweatshirt. I've seen well, it's Dan, like, Dean I say, Blandino. I say track pants and like a sort of a workout thing. You know? Dean, Dean likes to wear designer jeans and cool boots and he hangs out with like an entourage type crew at these events. I see, well, I see him occasionally horse, picking so up know. his, his um, kid from school you know props to Common Man Rankin sending his kid to public school still despite um, you know mm. A great salary. You sound a sure. little bit like a star uh, there, but fair enough. He's never, he's never said that. I'm just saying uh, he's, Dan's right. He's always well-dressed, even in a situation like that. So take it back. Well, I stand corrected on the I, – I, for some reason, I thought I heard a report of him sort of marching around town with his bros and sort of like a high-priced uh, <laughs> top and bottom sweat type thing. Maybe one I'm of, wrong. One of the best moves I've ever seen someone make connected to football was Dean getting out of that job, which is just a pressure cooker. <laughs> And taking a TV job. This is like the part of the show where my mom sometimes tells me, I have no idea what you guys are talking about a lot of the times. And it's definitely the last five minutes of Blandino clothes stuff. She's like, who's Dane Blandino? One really quick counter to that, Dan. I think that the the on-air ref jobs where you have to jump in and give the correct call and then, like, if you aren't a master at it, you get exposed week after week. I don't think that's that much if you're better. Good at it, if and you're, you're competent, good at it, which he is, it's a great job. I like Riveron. I think he's going to have this job for a long time. I like him too, and um, long time. And I think I, I'm with you. I commiserate with him on what I see is he, he can't stand this role. Do you think he's in a tough spot and he's just not going to last? Do you think I he think might he quit? I think a, it could burn you out. He think yes. I think he's been against this role from the beginning, and it could lead to some tension. I think Riveron wants to see it through, and he's going to say, "If this doesn't work, I want to be part of the solution." Well, this it's that type of dude inspired some great debate. Yeah. So I give you credit for that. Sure. <laughs> Thank All right. Uh, next up. 
Chad Swan Kelly nailed it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Titans go nine and seven for the fourth straight year. Yeah. Uh, tch, tch. All right, how about this? This is not even based on really uh, um, a strong personal feeling about these teams I'm going to mention, but more about what happens every year in August. We think we have everything figured out. That's true. And not just this room. In general, everybody that follows football and analysts, and you think you know how the season's going to go, and then it always goes in a direction that is not what you expect. So for that reason, uh, the Bengals... The Redskins, the Lions, the Bucks, and Cardinals. Five teams that are, if you did some type of, you know, aggregation or if you did some type of weighting of it, they would all be last place picks uh, by um, consensus. experts. Consensus. Absolutely. Thank you. Yep. Cognoscenti. Cognoscenti. At least two of those teams will not finish alone in last place. Oh. I was hoping you were putting them in the playoffs. That... But look so at the, think they... of the divisions also. So it's... Uh, a lot of people say it's impossible to imagine Cincinnati not finishing last by themselves. The Redskins, the Lions in that very tough NFC North, the Bucks, who are kind of a wild card, and the Cardinals, who are so talent poor, as we just talked about, uh, that it's going to be very hard to move up in that NFC West. I find it interesting that you have the Redskins in here. Just kind of threw them in there just yeah, because. they're a bit of a wild card yeah. because I think most people would have the Giants as the doormat in that division. Really? Well. That's a little bone throw because they're, they're kind of a coin toss in the East. Because the fact that there. they. Yeah. Well, plus if they can just tie. That's I some mean, stinky cheese. I know it is. <laughs> plus the tying for last place is stinky cheese. Like two teams go four and 12. Yeah. You know, that, that counts. And, eh. Yeah, they got to be alone. You, you, you got to be you get credit. Out. You get credit for that. My head hurts on this one. How, I, you, five teams you named? Bengals, Redskins, Lions, Bucks, Cardinals. At least two of those teams aren't finishing alone in the cellar. Well, I mean, I'll take you up on it just for the sake of the spirit of the game. But I mean, it's uh, it's a good one. Nice, nice work. <laughs> Solid. I, I'm going to go coldly and analytical and not take you up for once because that's I think that's likely. Yeah, at this point, Greg, it's repetitive and redundant to tell us you're going to go cold and analytical. We, I think, the listener... It's like, that's that. not that's not a, a onion hanger. That's kind of like, that's that's probably the odds are he would be right on that. I'm going to take you up on it just for gets and shiggles because um, my brain hurts. Ah, see. Whatever you can... Cause some uh, brain knots uh, on this side of the table. You've you've achieved it. <laughs> I mean, it's not that confusing. It isn't, but it's. I need a map visually to figure out what's happening. Uh, all right, Greg, you're up. All right, I'm gonna say that there will be more PRP platelet rich. Wait, what is it? <laughs> platelet platelet rich injections conducted during the season than Arizona Cardinals victories. So reported PRP injection. Re- reported PRP injection. by reputable I sources. It. I love it. Who's like? Are, is it NFL Network? Yeah, like are you reporting? going to? Uh, I could see Greg like hunting down. How about one of our reporters? It has to be a player on an NFL roster who gets this surgery. As long as it's reported in the local news or wherever it is. And um, listeners, please let me know when you see these PRP <laughs> injections in case in case I miss one. Uh, yeah, more of those during the season. Than Cardinals victories. 
I mean, the ma- I mean, <laughs> the odds are definitely in the favor of the PRP here. Are they? I don't know. Well, it depends totally on the Do reporting. During I think the in, season? in years past, it hasn't been reported as much during the season because it's kind of the player's mm. personal business. But this summer, it's there's an uptick, it seems, both in the treatment and <laughs> And reporting. it's the reporting here that's the, the factor. I mean, like, it's does some one, random right? blogger without a blue check mark count as a... It's, I, this one was largely inspired by, again, my mom's coming up, asking me yesterday... Hey, that tweet you sent out a few weeks ago, you didn't really have a, a <laughs> platelet injection. And I was like, well, well you think it was Plate possible? Plate Plate I was like, so you thought it was possible I may have had knee surgery and we didn't even talk about it for three weeks? <laughs> what kind of mom work is that? I was like, no, that was, that was a joke. Well, she's not coming from the cold analytical <laughs> side that you are. She's coming from a caring parental side, concerned about her son. Uh, this is a weird one, Greg. I will take you up on it just because I do think this is becoming a... Um, a buzzy thing for players who want to play at their highest level, especially on bye weeks and things like that. It's going to be a nice little tune-up as long as it's legal under the uh, drug policy and all that. And I think the Cardinals are going to win four or five games. So, yes, I think it might be a runaway. No, there's more PRPs, I'm saying. Yeah, I think there will be so then you 20 wouldn't. to 25. PRPs. Oh, wow. So you wouldn't take You wouldn't take me up. Oh, you're that. saying there's more. Okay, yeah. so I won't take you up on it. I, I will take you up uh, – on it, but I am concerned about falsely reported PRP. Why operation. would there be? Falsely I'm just saying report- it might be. If anything, there'd be underreported. Like the player's cousin it doesn't just, count as a source. It just source. gets trendy. That's it gets fine. Trendy, it has to be you know, from a, a team, one of our reporters, or certain like a Shefty. Yeah, like a no. It like could that. be a beat writer. No, Adam Schefter is not official enough. I mean, if <laughs> if someone in Cincinnati is reporting that you know Jordan Willis is getting the PRP, something you know Tyler Dragon for the Cincinnati Inquirer, our old friend is saying that you know Carl Lawson's getting PRP and that doesn't get reported nationally. That counts. That's, I mean, that's, any, the, any that's, the, that's the Inquirer. I have a way to make sure because we always have to get this right. Let's check, and Ricky, we're going to put you on this, the circulation of the papers. And if it's above a certain <laughs> circulation number, okay. then it will stand as factual. Uh, so, Eric, I'm going to need you this to just comb through every circulation of a major newspaper in the United States. Thanks, Erica. You what, got it. Thank you. What about sites that aren't newspapers? Right. If, if, I if mean, someone, Dan's coming from a very 1992 yeah, right. uh, if someone, view, if someone from The Athletic it reports it, it counts. It all counts. We got to talk to who the is, who are, Where are these fake PRP reports you guys are talking about? That are <laughs> I am, it's because it's what become hyper-trendy, so it's like, oh, I want to jump on this as a reporter. I'm just going to so start just gonna spreading make, PRP. just going to make it up? I, it you does never make know, a reporter good, look good when he's like, oh, yeah, this knee issue, it's not just the trainer. He's in Switzerland. He's getting the blood. Right. It suggests that you're very tight to agent and player, that you've got sort of an insider relationship and that some people could be could fall for that it's um it's it's alluring as a reporter ricky connect with the uh, area paper boys as well thank you you got it dan yeah okay Uh, this one hurts my brain too i don't i don't really care (laughs) uh i will go i will take you up on it just because i don't care okay appreciate it (laughs) the stakes are high all right time now for the big onion hanger and they better be big my onions got the flu um, this is the big one. This is the one that you should get wrong. Okay, and if and if if you're not if not everyone takes you up on it, there's a good chance you didn't do your work. Which right. has happened before. That it's a bad look. So there have yeah. been some so-called. I kind of used my original onion hanger uh, already, but mine. This one still. Did solid. everyone take you up on that yeah, one? Yeah, so you're you're kind of covered. One. No, I'm good though. This one, I think okay. you guys. Wait, you agreed with Greg? No, the Dalvin Cook one. Dalvin was Cook my, was my onion hanger. That was a pretty this is, this heavy is good. Onion. This is good. 
So, all right, Mark, give us your 2019 onion hanger. And again, check out all of these predictions. Go get my lunch.org. Nick Fortier, the man. Okay. So last night I asked the football gods for a picture of the future. And I'm not sure if this is what you would call an onion hanger per your standards, but here is what I saw. A snowy December morning in the Meadowlands. The parking lot is bare, save for a lanky Caucasian in a $1,300 double-breasted trench coat and galoshes like your grandfather wore, trudging through the icy sludge. Giants owner John Mara gets into his iced mocha metallic-colored Lincoln Continental, steering the car out of the lot toward Hackensack, onto the 95, past Yankee Stadium, beyond high-rise brick tenements of the Bronx. He's driving in circles. Not really. I mapped this. Oh, you did? Yes. Past Pelham Manor, New Rochelle, (laughs) Rye Playland, into Connecticut, Greenwich, Stamford, Norwalk, New Haven, and up north through the guts of the nutmeg stake, crossing into Massachusetts at high noon, Sturbridge Village out the side window. I see it now. I see through it. Worcester and Framingham and cutting south on 495 to Foxborough, mm. parking the Lincoln in the back lot of Antonio's Italian Deli. Mara flips on the high beams and waits. Seven minutes later, a knock on the passenger door. Mara kicks it open. A hoodied Belichick gets in. John? Bill, what's this about, John? Bill, I want you to come home to the Giants. I'm prepared to sweep everyone away like so much dust. Full, overarching power. 20 million a year for life. Bobby Bonilla times a thousand. We've got a quarterback now. This is how you cement your legacy for the rest of time. Bill cracks the door open. No eye contact. Getting out into the night. I'll think about it. Soon after, word of the meeting leaks. For the purpose of this prop, we will learn during the regular season that a high-ranking Giants official met with Bill Belichick in in an attempt to wrestle him away from the New England Patriots. The story will dominate the playoffs and beyond. Take it or leave it. So it's essentially what happened in 1996. There were whispers of it. There were whispers of it, yeah. Well, um, with New England and... Bill Parcells, and then the Jets. That became a dominant story, and then Bill goes to the Jets in January. This will I am not, this time with the I, Giants. I am not saying that and Bill Belichick during the will, regular season. This ha- the meeting will happen during the regular season. I am not, so it is tampering. I'm not saying that it will be charged as tampering per se, but the meeting will be reported as a regular seating, season meeting between a high ranking Giants official. Because I'm now careful if, about these. I'm careful over. about these terms now because I've been bit on the the way that I phrase things. So. We'd, I'm not saying what will happen in the upshot or that he'll take the job or all this other business, but it will be an official meeting that Bill Belichick accepted with a Giants official. But not an official meeting because that's well, not allowed. Right? In a, all right, so sorry. In a meet, they, it actually yes. happened. A clandestine meeting. Yeah. Yes. What Now, what if he like changes it up and like takes the pike to 91 and then crosses that, over? That I, I said for the purpose <laughs> of the prop. All that I was painting the picture so that Thank we you. don't have, just for your okay. own good. Okay. Thank so you. it has to for happen during the regular season? Yeah, I mean, we're out It does, it, it does. I, I, and that, and that, that is tricky because I could get caught on that except because it's probably these meetings probably would happen more in the I like that you're worried about the, that you're going to get caught on a technicality. <laughs> no, this is never happening. 
Well, the also, Giants have had interest in Belichick say, before. That's the where I that's where I cook this up a little bit, and they may be ripe for a regime change if they suddenly have a quarterback and a powerless head coach and a GM who's thought about retirement before. And again, I want to be very clear on this before agreeing to anything. If during Super Bowl week, when the Patriots are planning for their 700th Super Bowl game, if it's reported Super Bowl week that there was a meeting during the regular season, that does not count. No, 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 no. That well, so. I said soon after. We're, we're soon after the Super Bowl is soon after the regular season. The meeting took place. We will learn in the regular season. Okay. We could learn about it at any point from the beginning of the playoffs up through Super Bowl. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so the deadline of even knowing about it would be the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. The kickoff Bowl of the Sunday. Super Bowl. Got it. Because sometimes these things can crack. Sometimes these things can crack yeah. Saturday before the Super Bowl. No, that's that's fair. that disruptive story that tries to throw that's, a team off. That's fair. 49ers player, quarterback doing cocaine. The same Not exact true, that, you know. yeah, that thing doesn't with Marcellus and the Patriots. Right, same right. thing happened. Increase your chances from half to 1% with that little addition. Yeah, I, I, I don't obviously going to take you up I don't it. think it's based in total lunacy because the Giants have expressed interest in Belichick before, and I think it is the only team he would go to I mean, other than New England. Okay. Everybody is ex- would like to have Belichick, but do you think Belichick is looking to leave there? No, but the only team I think that that pulls on his heartstrings a little bit, like it wouldn't be go back to Cleveland. That means nothing, and he would never play for that owner. He would for the Giants. Okay, I here's think it's why the one thing he would do, especially if Brady was done, because it's rooted in fun logic. I don't know if it's good logic, but it's fun logic. Why this could hypothetically happen? I do think Bill Belichick and the Giants as an organization are too smart if that meeting happened, to let that get out. Mm-hmm. So even if it does happen, I'm still feeling confident it would not be reported, at least not before the Super Bowl. So I will take you up on the sandwich. Okay. As far as fantasies go, I, I find this to be credible and intriguing. And I appreciate your knowledge of and reverence for NFL history that went into this. That played a big part. That said, I find it unlikely. And I'm going to have to take you up on it. It's <laughs> buttering you up there. Well, I did the job. All well, I, I appreciate it. the entertainment you gave us. Absolutely. You had to top, you know, the, the Browns one last year. And you, you noticed these. Uh, well, the only way to top that would be to get it right. Sitting on top of the ground. That would have meant nothing had I not gotten it right. No one would have remembered it. Yeah, that one last year was kind of like a one in a million. So if you used up I've got a already, few more of those in the holster. You have like 999,000 more years <laughs> before you get the next one. So, yeah, Every, anybody, everybody's in. Okay. Wes. Well, as a nod to former producer TD, Odell Beckham not only breaks Braylon Edwards, Brown's franchise record for receptions in a season, he also joins Randy Moss and Jerry Rice as the only players in history with 20 or more touchdown receptions in a season. Hmm. 2019. What's Braylon Edwards' is? And that is the onion hanger. What is uh, Braylon Edwards' reception record for 16. the record? Oh, just touchdowns. Yes. So yeah. oh. a single season. Oh, touch- you said 17. receptions, I thought. He can't uh. tie it. He's got to beat it. He's got to break no, it. No, I said not, he not only breaks it, he also okay. joins Randy Good. Moss and Jerry Rice with Ooh. 20 or more. So he's, he has to get 20 or more touchdowns. Yes. Yeah, I'll take you up on That's that. That's an onion hanger. I will take you. I love it. I'll take you. Uh, I'll take you up on it. The one thing that Beckham people don't really mention, everybody gets caught up with his antics and his charisma and his amazing ability. He gets hurt a lot. So I don't think he's going to play 16 games, and you absolutely need to play, you know, at least 15 games to do that type of damage. Um, so I will take you up on it. I think he'll play 13 games. They just have so many good players that I could see him 
having a even a historic season where he didn't crack 20 touchdowns. Maybe he gets 1,800, 1,900 yards or something leads the league. That's what but the that, onions are for. Right. No, I know. That's why I'm saying I'm taking it because you could have 1,900 yards, 17 touchdowns, something like that, uh, and you'd almost be right in the spirit, but you'd still lose. I mean, it's almost crazy. He's never had more than 13. Because he gets hurt. He's also never huh? had Baker Mayfield thrown to him. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, mine is very simple. The odds are stacked heavily against me, uh, but let's have some fun. I'm all in on Drew Brees having at least one more great season. We've talked about it endlessly on this podcast that the MVP award is narrative driven. And this is going to be the NFL's last chance to give an MVP to a guy, the most, uh, you want to look, look at the greatest players of all time that have never won MVP. Drew Brees is number one on that list for me. Um, So I will say a great year, a great Saints season and, Time ticking off the clock for his career. It all comes together with Drew Brees winning his first NFL MVP award. Mm. All right. I like it. That's a good one. You get the field, which is what, like 1,500 players or whatever. (laughs) Right. Right. I think if you gave me Brees versus the rest of the Saints, I might even take uh, Alvin Kamara. Or Michael Thomas. Definitely taking Uh, that. Wide receivers never win MVP. We almost. I, it's like just a fiduciary responsibility to take that one. You are out on a limb, and I appreciate it. Holy clinical. I mean, so fiduciary. There's a place in the desert that right now has Breeze ranked fourth in the odds to win it. Um, I don't think it's. A sh- I don't think it would be just some shack in the desert. I just think it is narrative driven, and if he has the kind of season he did last year, it's almost like they hand these things off. And I know I've said this before, but. You just give Mahomes Offensive Player of the Year, and this time you give it to Breeze. We I'll take you up that, because... But where is the MVP award that wasn't earned in the last X amount of years? I also say that Drew Breeze has had seasons where he's he's played it, he's played at an MVP level every year. I think that it's not crazy to he's think... He's had bad luck. When he's I, had his greatest years, there's been right, a historic right. season. There's only one life. season where he had a strong case for it, and he didn't get it, and that was uh, 2009. I mean, it's, I, don't, I don't think you're saying like you know this, that you know, Jimmy G or Jared Goff's going to win MVP, but I think the field is a very good bet in this, so I'll take you up. There's if you With the 53-man roster, there's you know 1,696 <laughs> players. I'm picking one of them. Right, I would, but you are, but you have to acknowledge you're picking someone that is in the I mean, top five shortlist to win. That would be to suicide with, not to take a, at least somebody but, in the mix. Okay, but, all right. Yeah. I like your onion hanger. It gives you something to root for during yep. the season. Gives you a rooting it. I will take nice, you up. Nice work, but I'm taking I'm taking the field. Mm. As Greg said, it's my fiduciary responsibility. <laughs> to take oh, God. <laughs> I mean, especially if Taysom Hill's going mean, to for twelve, got thirteen to touchdowns. So. <laughs> I got kids out here. All right, Greg, close us out. Uh, I'm going to say that the Patriots' nine-season run of playoff buys comes to an end this year. They do not earn a buy into the playoffs. This is more like a personal onion hanger, but you already have one in the bank as well. Wait, this is an onion hanger? I don't know. They've done it nine straight times. Definitely taking you on it. Um, Because I just want it to happen. And it's certainly possible they just barely got it this past season. Just right? barely got it many times. Yeah. yeah. A lot I mean, of at it. At a certain point, it's going gonna, gonna to flip. And there's a lot of good teams in the AFC, or it's top-heavy. But the good teams in the conference are going to make noise. And I'm, I also believe it will end this year. 
I want to attend this. I need to attend this. My issue would be that Kansas City. Wait, so you are taking me or you're not? He is. I well, no, I, I agree with you that okay. they're not going to. So get you're it. not taking. Not, me. Yeah. All right, so I'll I'll lock in Kansas City for one of the two buys. That removes obviously anyone else in the AFC West. I'm not buying anyone from the AFC South as a buy team. I'm obviously not buying anyone from the AFC East as a buy team. So it's got to be Steelers, Cleveland. Ravens, Browns. And I I I just don't believe that that's going to happen. Like I just don't. I see those teams as is each chipping a win or two away from themselves. And New England, I think, has a better shot than a year ago to on paper, capture the a easiest, One of the easiest schedules in the league on paper. For this whatever. is a sneaky, tough one. I, I am not going to take you because because of history, because of the fact that they hold a distinct coaching advantage over anyone else in the conference, over Kansas City, other than Kansas City. Well, so, then you are taking You are taking it. You think the Patriots will get a bye? Yes, I am. Sorry. Whatever that, whatever that is. I um I'm, I echo all of Mark's rationale, <laughs> whatever that is, and his conclusion. <laughs> you do. Um, you guys forgot about the Texans. No, we did not. <laughs> I, I absolutely forgot about did the not forget about them. Eleven and five last year. Remember the Alamo the Patriots. Tell me one thing they do better than New England. Uh, win a bye in 2019. <laughs> well, other than your, they have your fandom. That's about that's the only thing they have. The Patriots. If they had just held on against the Eagles, right in week. 16 last year? Uh, then they would have Then they would have had a bye. Eagles were charging hard there. There's no shame and in that. No. Or had they held on against New England in week one, or Tennessee in week two, or the Giants in week three. And then there was, what, 10 straight wins after that? Not talking Let's about that. Let's not talk that. about those. Or how about hold on against the Colts when you got smacked 21-7 to in the playoffs and you were revealed for what you are? No. Well. I mean, Texas, I get the feeling you guys don't like the Texans. Texas? No, I'm just not gonna. I'm not showering them with <laughs> fine. glory and glitter. Texans fans can't complain. We've spent a lot of time in the old <laughs> Texan stockyard uh, this month. The Texans. I don't know about that. Stockyard. <laughs> that, let's workshop that one. I have a feeling the Steelers could bang us on this one, Mark. They could, but it, you know, fine. We'll see. All right, that's it. Good stuff. Go get lunch.org. Nick Fortier. We're going to London. It's the weekend. I mean, what's there to complain about, Wes? Wes is going to be on the big green egg this weekend doing his thing. Labor Day weekend. We are back on our regular season schedule next week. So that yes. means Tuesday, thir- late Thursday night, which goes up after Thursday night football. So it's really Friday morning. And then our Sunday shows, we're, we're off and rolling. With oh, and one more announcement. Uh, the Sunday show will be streaming this season. That's right. If you want to watch us live. Live. We'll, we'll be streaming the show. Um, how about a little bugle, Ricky? <laughs> Just a little bugle. That's pretty cool. We're the, so the Sunday night flagship show where we go over every game, uh, you will be able to watch that if you so desire. And it'll be available the next day, the same as our Thursday preview shows will now be uh, available to be viewed as well. I mean, if you like looking at us, get ready. It's a treat. It's a very small segment of our audience. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Stan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm. The mailman, the old boss. Rick Halliday behind glass. (laughs) Till Tuesday.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital. Rated R.